All right, wow. now it's on. See how, see how that works? Now do I sound better? Oh, you sound great now. So, Like a professional on-air talent. Why so, do only you get the headphones? Because I'm the producer. He's the producer. They're not even plugged in. I just like to wear them. My ears get cold. So you fucked up then. So the like sound. Yesterday? Like yes. Evidently, there was um, uh, the button got hit with all the stuff that was back here. The button? The dial. The dial, the switch. Let me see your scissors. So I blame... Okay. So you want to blame it on the fucking immaculate conception or some shit. Because he was fine. barely off. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. And that was the result. Evidently. So I'm going to tell you briefly about my morning because it was absolute chaos. But do you want to do the start first? What? You want to, you want to jump in? Or you sure, want to sure, do sure. All right. One, two, three. Go. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Mike, too. And this is the Cigar, Cigar Hustlers Podcast. Podcast. Brought to you in part by... Oh, no. You won't ever let me have a sponsor. <laughs> That's right. Roma Craft Cigars. Yeah, yeah. Roma. Today's show, show brought to you by Roma. So, um... We're going to get this late. This is part D. Part D. Part D. Yeah. So I dropped my son off. You want to say who the guest is before you start talking, just in case he uh, wants to Sure, talk. sure. We have uh, Mr. Michael Rosales from... Yo, hello. Thanks for having me out. Oh, no, bro. Oh, he's a little amped up today. I like oh, it. I like royalty it. in the house. Yes. Cigar lineage something. Um, all right, so... Wake up this morning, take Justice to school, my youngest son, and when I uh, get out of the car, I hear. So I got, like, yeah, kind of like that. Only it was air leaving my tire at a rapid rate. So I drive it over to Advanced Auto Parts, try and put Fix a Flat in. It doesn't take any of the Fix a Flat. So I see where the hole is. I pull out a plug. I put the plug in. Would it just not go in, or was yeah. it just going in and coming right back out? No, it wouldn't go in at all. <laughs> uh, so I put the plug in, try and put air in it. doesn't take air. So then I drive it over to the tire place, and he's like, oh, you're screwed. You need a new tire. Then Literally, he, there's a screw. No, there, 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 there was, was no screw. screw. There was no screw. So um, we lift it up in the air, make a long story short, get air in the tire, good to go. All right, cool. Well, now Jim's screwed, so I can't go to the gym. It's too late. So I go home, go to get ready. Power dies at my house. So, no power, getting ready. And I'm like, all right, well, screw it up. You know, nothing is going to stop me today. That's not not today, ISIS. Powering through. And that's it. That's it. So, uh, get in my car, start to head to work, check engine light comes on. Oh. So, you just can't win today. <laughs> so, I dropped it, so, I dropped it off at the mechanic, and uh, the producer of the show uh, gracefully picked me up. Well, did he not? Way to come to the rescue. All around producer. Mm-hmm. Uber X and shit and everything. Yeah, it was it was it was good times. So, so hi, Michael. Hey, what's going on? How are you, my friend? Good, man. Good. So, you're in town. Yes, I've. Uh, this is uh, day five or six. Day five. I don't know no, how. This you is do. this is day six. Day six. I I landed in uh, South Florida on Wednesday, and uh, so I've done kind of Fort Lauderdale, down to Miami, over to Naples, up to Tampa, and then now I'm in Orlando. I'm finally heading home. Change bags, say hello to the family, and then up to Dallas, Tulsa, Oklahoma for the weekend. Nice. So, yeah. Did you see my boy Alan down south? I did. Yeah, oh. Alan was good people, man. He's, uh, you know, it's funny. He can promote an event every day on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and, you know, still get the same 20 guys. Or, you know, hey, I'm going to be in town. I'm going to come by and say hello. I'll let everybody know it's the same 20 guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. That's so, but yeah, so, um, Jack Tarano and Amy move his mic. Yeah, a little bit. Jack Tarano and um, and Hector from Espinosa showed up, and so it was a good time. 
Ooh, um, so it was an episode of Fuck That Guy. I guess, yeah, it was a lot like that. That was yeah. a, it's the FTG. Yeah, there was zero fucks given. So. Zero fucks given. But it, you know, it's um. So they're they're quite upset with Danny uh, Vasquez, who works in our office, Ooh, is uh, running a degenerate weasel uh, Facebook page. It's a Facebook page, but he's also doing the fantasy the football? NFL fantasy football. Ah, league, this is right? dangerous. So he's the commissioner. So apparently, he was putting in a trade. Uh, a high-profile trade, and decided to go on Facebook and, you know, basically say, "I've got two nays. I need more yays to make this trade deal go through." Mm. And so they were quite upset with uh, Danny. So they uh, the power. Yeah. So, you know, th- apparently he should not have because uh, the deal wouldn't have gone through. Right. And then apparently he, uh, I think maybe might they were, they they were convinced that he sent out some. Uh, Shirts and hats to get the the yays. Ooh, a little oh. swag. Yeah, a little swag. So, so. this is why I, I did not partake in the fantasy football of oh, the Roma craft. It's drama. Because like the shit always ends bad, oh, right? For sure, yeah. I mean, there, someone always gets butthurt in fantasy it's football. Game. It's a game. Yeah, I know, but, you know, and I totally get that. And if everybody had that mindset, mm-hmm. it'd be cool. But, you know, even myself, I'm like, you know, if I feel like I'm getting screwed over, I'll be like, all right, cool, so check this out. I'm out this bitch. Sure. You guys can just move move on without me. So I'm I'm fairly competitive, but in, in this kind of stuff, I usually just don't even set my team. I just kind of, you know, if I lose, I lose. But I'm, you know. You know, I know that about you. Yeah. So, I know that yeah. about you. But, you know, hey. So it is what it is. But I just like the fact that they are just roasting Danny about these. Uh, That's, and, you know, Hector's got a lot of love for Danny. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it, you know, if the hatred is real, that's that's nice. Yeah, I mean, but to use his his uh, Facebook power to leverage, to do right. it, you know, that's a little shady, a little shady. <laughs> Potentially. I don't know. I, I don't know the full detail. Allegedly. 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 So, Allegedly. So what had happened was. What so, had happened was. So we're going to see uh, how that kind of plays out. Then. um the other cool thing about the trip was I got a chance to see uh, Charlie Tarano from the Tarano cigar family that uh, sold out to General Scandinavian Tobacco uh, right. a few years ago. Uh, he had, um, w- I guess, it was like the first appearance he's made since he's actually sold. No kidding. Uh, yeah. So uh, he's helping Jack out. So uh, Jack told me about the event. So while I was up in, uh, there's a, a shop in Brandon. Cutters. It's called Cutters. Cutters. Yep. And uh, it's a great shop. And uh, so the guy there also is like a master knife guy. So he he created a, a you know, uh, a knife for me. So it's yeah, it's somewhere in the car. But it's, uh, it's <laughs> apparently it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty fancy. So I like it. You got check baggage or no? Yeah, I got some check baggage. So, uh, you know, I don't I don't think I can just walk to the airport with that. Yeah, so, it's kind of frowned upon. Yeah, that's uh, that might get, get me in a little trouble. But um, well, don't you know who I am? motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Michael Rosales. Yeah. So the um, but you know we got a chance to kind of sit down and, and really kind of talk about you know what he's been up to, uh, you know trying to take Jack's job. Yeah, right. I mean, Jack's like Johnny Dangerfield. You know, he gets no respect. Right? <laughs> you know, everyone loves him, but he gets no respect. Rodney Dangerfield. So, Roger, Rodney Dangerfield. So <laughs> it's uh, so he's like I'm standing right here. Like, yeah, I know. I know. That's what makes it great. So. But uh, he's a good dude. Has he been on the podcast? Uh, I think I think he has, right? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It's Jack Toronto. Jack, yeah, Jack was okay. on a while ago. Yeah, really okay. good story. Yeah, uh, yeah no. where he about beat that guy up in the movie theater. Yep. He's so angry. I mean, he was ready to beat up Danny Vasquez, so maybe he's got some anger issues. <laughs> he's a big guy. Though. He is a big dude. He's a big. A lot dude. of testosterone flowing around in that so. money. Yeah. If he looks to, you know, I wouldn't want to be on the other side of that. If fist. I didn't get respect everywhere, you know, I'd probably be that angry too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's my boy. I like him a lot. He's been a big, big. Uh, 
of Roma Craft and Nico Sueno, he's been a you know he's Huge been a supporter. big supporter. So, and that's that's a really cool thing about the the industry as a whole is, is when other other brands, other companies, you know, reach over and and, and support other you know teams. That's, yeah, that's a good deal. So no doubt. But uh, you know, so I asked I asked Charlie, so what have you been up to? Like, what do you do with your day? You know, now that. Uh, you don't have nothing to do, you know, because he was a pretty busy guy at one time. Right. And, you know, he just said, you know, now I'm on, uh, I do a lot of nonprofit and I'm on the couple of boards and that's, that's really about and it. And he never puts so his pants on. He just walks around. Right. Just, yeah. I think I see him sliding around in socks and just says, you know, like that's it, it like yeah. risky business. Risky business. Yeah. Do, 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 so. do, do, do. But like the Cuban version or something. Like it, right. little, little drums going. Yeah. <laughs> and a little salsa dance, a little, little reggaeton. All right. Yeah. And so. But uh, so no, it was good. It was a good conversation. So he, you know, he was, you know, um, he he stayed pretty late. Um, yeah. So we were probably there about uh, 11, 30, 12. It's like right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it picks up from the front, not the okay. side. All right. Oh, look at that. Nice. It's like a kill shot. Look for you. Yeah. So um, we have to cover the vacuum noise from outside. Yeah. So we're yeah. still under renovation. Oh yeah. Here. So how's that going? Let's talk about that. Uh, it's a fucking disaster. shit show. It's yeah. a shit show out there. Mm. It's a, but it's gonna look really nice when it's done. Mm-hmm. I like I like watching Greg try to talk to them in broken English, try Spanish. to explain. They're, yeah. they're broken. No, Spanish. but they're he, broken he, Spanish. he yeah. moves to a broken English, which is mm. even funnier. Yeah, you, you got you know you got to take it down a step. So. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I guess he's not even you know, speaking any Spanish. That's right. I mean, so it's broken English. I, I try and like look out and say like you know I guess that's kind of where you got to start to kind of develop. I guess I don't know, you know, because I don't try. So, but he sounds like a complete idiot. So well. He probably doesn't listen to this podcast, so there you go. He definitely doesn't. No, he doesn't. He but doesn't. He doesn't. after, like, episode three, he stopped listening. He he listened to three episodes? I, yeah, the first three. Just so we could check his investment. <laughs> his see, investment. We were actually, see if we were actually doing a podcast. He's mm. funny. Back here just playing playing cards. He's going to get mad yeah. when we're looking at porn on the computer. And I swipe the card again. <laughs> Charge to the game. Charge to the game, baby. So the so what what is the plan for this section? So you guys have pretty much, so to get everybody kind of, an idea. They've stripped everything out of the left-hand side. Yep. On, on the opposite side. Which is kind side. of our, our, our pipes and um, pipe tobacco glass pipes section. We're going to actually make it uh, a craft beer section as well. Move that over. Kind of open up the lounge a little more. Um, increase our shipping department a little bit. Make that a little more streamlined. You know, I know you dropped. That, that needs to be bigger. You dropped. You guys the, have gotten quite busy in the shipping department. Yeah, you dropped the idea of doing like a podcast section, which would be awesome. However, it would be. I mean, they're, they're talking kinda, about moving us downstairs you, out back. We're 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 uh, right now we're on second base, and then you jumped in and said, "Hey, well, this is what you got to do." And it's like uh, uh, we're kind of like the ball's already fucking moving. I think so, know? man. But at the, you know, listen. I think if you if you have an opportunity, you got to be bold. You right? got to be bold. You got to you got to you know. Can't can't shoot for second base. You got to go all the way to home. That's so, it. you know, if you were to utilize this this section and to create an area where people come in and can can watch these podcasts come through, you kind of get this interactive. You know, people come again. A cigar shop is a destination. Um, so the local people who are in town or in Florida, or whatever, if they knew that there was a schedule, they wanted to come in and, and check out the podcast and kind of you know get a chance to meet the manufacturers and people who are in the industry. I think it's a really cool idea. Um, to basically, you know, it's an extra draw. It's an, you know, when I think about, hey, where I'm going to go smoke cigars at today, um, you know, and I'm going to plan where I want to go. If there's something going on that's of interest or somebody's in, I mean, how cool would that be to go in and kind of meet, you know, people of the industry, right? No, that's so, very true. Just what, what the fuck do I know? So we're going to, yeah, 
you know nothing. Nothing. You know nothing. Um, so, <coughs> so what was a major event that you did when you were down here? Uh, so I went. I did the uh, Tampa Cigar Bash in Tampa. So, um, you know, when we kind of launched, everybody in Florida is related to Fidel Castro in some capacity, <laughs> and um, has a cigar brand or you know is a manufacturer or something. So, um, you know, so. Florida for us for a long period of time is, is has you know it has grown quite a bit but at the same time it was not necessarily one of those um, wasn't an immediate kind of area or focal attention point right so now that we've kind of grown and taken over the world now it makes sense to kind of come back in and kind of you know so so Tampa for the most part we've had one shop out there called uh, Cigar Castle which is in the far northeast section of of Tampa um, and we've never really kind of grown. So now that Tampa Humidor has been acquired by Santa Clara, and then Santa Clara has opened Casa Monte Cristo, it's two locations. We're also in the Davidoff location there. Um, you know, so it, it's it's starting to grow, starting to pick up. And so there was an opportunity for me to really come in and go, you know what, it's, it's time to, you know, that, that area, that pocket, you know, it's got such a history of, of tobacco growers and rollers and, and, you know, I mean, it's it's Cigar City, right? So. Right. It, um, cigar capital of the world. Cigar capital of the world. So, um, you know, Ebor City has a rich history, uh, you know, of, of producing cigars, and so it's a really, you know, it's a it's a it is a, a very neat area of Florida, and especially if you're a cigar enthusiast, it's even a better place to go. I mean, it's it's super friendly. Uh, the cigar bars there are really well done. Um, so, so you know, I, I really took the chance to kind of you know circle back around, and I have I've really it's been a n- neglected market, so it was really kind of a, a, a priority, you know, for for this time to really kind of go in and, and kind of hammer the the idea that you know you're stepping up your podcast game, bro. Why, you know, yeah. you're like super, you know, he's just on point. Well, we're talking about stuff that I haven't about talked about. You know, the other stuff, the other questions and stuff, I talk about it all the time. Yeah, so this is bullshit. this is you know you got my attention. We're talking about you know real right. life stuff. So so here you go. <clears throat> so we were. We were talking about multi-vendor events mm-hmm. um, with with Loch Nick Monster. The Loch Nick Monster. That's something that I'm working on. Okay. Lock, the Loch Nick Monster. All right. <laughs> and uh, I haven't listened to that podcast yet, so I'm it, out of the it, loop. It yeah, just so. went up this morning. Yeah, okay. the first part aired. Part one. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, and, it's a, um, a two-part. It's a two-part. Oh. Two-part. It was right on the cusp. Um, extra long. So, you know, well, what's kind of funny to me is like, now that I've experienced some of them with you, and now that I've kind of gone out and done some by myself, it's like in, it, events in general, right? Like outside well, or yeah, multi-vendor, just, multi-vendor. Just solely multi-vendor. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's some that have done things differently than others. What do you think your best one is? Which one? Which one do you like to look forward to the most? Man, you know the the ones in Texas really have. They really, they really got it going on. So I'll start with Sirius because Sirius Cigars, which was you know one of our biggest accounts in Houston, Texas, uh, another account that was acquired by Santa Clara, um, and and this actually will transition into kind of the pros and cons of what people do. Right. So Ron had this system where uh, instead, so majority of multi vendor events historically have been like where you get a badge, you walk in, you check in, you get a, a ticket some drink tickets, you know, food ticket or whatever, and then you get a bag full of cigars or you get a lanyard. In, in this case, most uh, multi-vendors will give you a lanyard, and then it has logos from every table that that is there. And then you go and you kind of trick-or-treat and fill my bag with, you know, cigars. So 
the problem with that is is people kind of get in this line and they get herded down the line and you don't really get any one-on-one time with people you know it's just like hey give me my cigar what's what cigar are you giving me it's this you check it off and then they, they go on to the next table right so all the sales aspect of the cigars are actually done at some table in the center section that is ran by the staff right so if there is <clears throat> excuse me if there is some type of special so let's say you know you buy a box and you want to get a hat or a shirt or whatever it is you know you go buy it from them and then you come back to the table and get a, whatever swag is is given away but again you would punch or or check off so that way the guy couldn't double dip and get a second or third cigar right, right. so <clears throat> what ron had done is ron didn't ron didn't do any of that so he just had a bag you got a bag as soon as you walked in you get, when you got your table and then you know it was but it's a sales event right so i mean if you didn't sell 35 40 50 boxes at that table it was a slow event i mean it's a sales people come in there to buy but you know a lot of manufacturers at the time were doing you know a lot of exclusives that you could only get at that event right so you know lafleur we've done some things and and other people have you know it's a you know texas cigar fest and and the other thing is is you know this one of our friends jerry uh golfer three six one five on instagram six three one five six whatever it is eight six seven five three oh nine <laughs> no i'm just kidding so uh so anyways he would always host a, a the jerry herf and you know and have 40 50 guys the day before they would come in they would you know smoke up and drink and have a good time and the next day they do the event and it was just a fantastic weekend so i haven't really experienced that in other multi-vendor areas right so so you don't i mean there's usually like a you know a vip dinner someplace and um you kind of entertain the vip guys you have dinner you know the friday night and then saturday night's the event um you know that's kind of cool but it's not a it's not a real herf you know those those are just big buyers that kind of the whales that come in that want to spend a lot of money right and that's cool too i mean you want to you want to mingle with those guys and i mean anybody who's an advocate of cigars right so one of the so whenever Santa Clara acquired Tampa Humidor, they recognized and realized how well Ron had ran his event and then started changing uh, the other events, Smoke on the Carolinas and Tampa Cigar Bash, the way that Ron had done it. So right. instead of getting you know, the lanyard with all the names and logos on it and checking them off and going one by one, they would just give you a bag. And so the guys here in Tampa were really, really upset about how this is you know it confused them so right. they went and got their bag you know they sat down and then it was like you know then you had some guys kind of come in and you know it, you know people who are fans of certain products would go and kind of see them but it really frees up the day to kind of mingle and socialize and then kind of take your time on your purchases and you know but nothing is really rare or special for these events so the idea about going to get something that's exclusive that's only for this event doesn't really happen because these other these other multi-vendor events haven't you know captured that right. and you know and now even with the FDA it makes it a little bit harder to do because you can't really bring anything new in that's really super exclusive so um, now again at the Tampa Cigar Bash and at the Smoke on the Carolinas you, you know you get a handful of guys that are like the cigar nerds and cigar geeks that look for the you know the rare and, and funky cigars but there's not a whole lot of these guys because these guys are smoking traditional cigars again because the Tampa market for me from my perspective is it's a very traditional right kind of uh, 
you know, it, it, it's not. There, I mean, there are some BOTLs. I don't want to say that there aren't, you know, but they're not looking. No, like, no, you know, no. Hey, where's the Black Irish? Where's right. this or that? You know, it's, that doesn't it happen. Wasn't it wasn't part of the conversation? So, so you know, you kind of, you know, from a perspective, my perspective, it's really it takes you back. I mean, it humbles you because you've got to go back to, hey, I'm Michael Rosales of Romacraft. You may not know who we are. This is the story. This right. is why we're different. Yada yada, and so. From that perspective, you know it, it's um, you know it's it's untapped, right? From from a Romacraft perspective, and maybe some of these other smaller companies that are just starting to get going. So, right. um, but that that's kind of the the general um, feeling. Now, this event apparently has been going on. How long is the, the Tampa Cigar uh, This is this is the fourth year I went. I think it's been going on six years. Okay, so the sixth year, seven? right? So the other thing that I noticed was that you had. This, this tailgating group of guys that didn't even come in into the the event. So they took advantage of the idea that you could sit around and smoke and drink all day, but they brought their own cigars and they brought their own beer and they pitched a tent and they yeah, cut down. Guys. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, if you, how, many, how many guys were there, 70, 80 guys? Uh, we had just under 50. Okay, but then there were other groups, though, too, right, that were doing the same thing? I didn't see his groups as big, okay. but I'm sure there were. But if you were to add it all up, that's, you know, 120, 100? Well, not, not all, all 50 didn't just sit outside. We had maybe a dozen that didn't buy You don't got to protect for them. I no, mean, no, no, you know, I'm, I'm not. Take, I'm we had about a dozen guys <laughs> that didn't go in. Okay. Because so, they kept asking, can we come even if we don't go in? Go, yeah, we just sit in the parking lot. Yeah. So, so you know, I mean, now, again, if you, you know, if you're loaded down with cigars, then obviously there's no need to go in. But at the same time, it, you know, it, it's one of those things that... You're missing out on an experience. You're missing out on the experience. And so, um, now, kudos to them for, you know, allowing that to happen. I mean, obviously, if, if you know, if I was in that situation, I'd probably be like, you know, that's a pretty cool idea. Let's just hang out here and get our, our group that we want to be with in our environment that we created because it's a lot more comfortable, right? Right. So, I get that, too. And you can still hear the music. You can still, you know, it's kind of like tailgating at a football game. So... You know that that was one of the that was the the, the main differences that the the people in Tampa when they did this this shift from the lanyards to just a bag of cigars they right. didn't they didn't quite like that they didn't I mean, get that you're, uh, you're arguing the opposite of how of what we argued no he's right they, they they didn't like the change right yeah but after six or seven years you know everybody sat in their ways they sure. they don't want to change yeah right it's different. Yeah. So and now I don't have another lanyard to hang with my collection either. Exactly. That's true. So, yeah. So the you know it, it, now Stogies at the Wingding, which happens in October. So Ron's fest was always kind of uh, third week in March. Right. And uh, so down in, in in that area, it's usually you know starting to be you know 75, 80 degrees. Usually nice afternoon. Weather's kind of broken. Um, this Wingding is in October. And, you know, so a lot of people who, you know, have kind of migrated over to the Wingding with Stogie and Jorge, they run a really good operation down in, in Houston. And that, that's becoming, you know, a pretty strong event as well. And, you know, so a lot of manufacturers turn out, a lot of principals, and, and you're still getting a lot of excitement, um, you know. But, again, people are coming to look for the, the exclusives and rare cigars um, where that, that conversation wasn't really part of the – it wasn't part of the conversation here in Tampa. So Sirius was your favorite? Well, it started for me there, so you know, I I really liked how it was. I mean, they're all run very similar nowadays, right. but I think you know, um, now that Ron's not in the game, you know, and he was a good friend, so I I I'm because that's kind of how I cut my teeth for multi vendor events, and that's kind of the standard for me. Like that, you know, that's right. you know, that's why I say that. So like, the only thing that I didn't that I really hated with the the serious thing is just how the the amount of work that it takes as far as carton 
the product in from the garage. Yeah, you check right? it out. You go get it. You check it out. You right. bring it to your table. You set it up. And then when you're done, you take it back. Where, you know, um, other other places, you know, kind of pack it all up for you. And you just kind of, when you're done, you're done. Now, the thing about Ron's event that was really kind of, you know, you, you get there, you know, 435. And then, you know, I don't know, probably 930, 10, it was kind of done. Right. You know, this event that I did the other day in Tampa, you know, I was there at 1130 and was, you know, it was done over five. But, you know, the... <clears throat> Probably from four to three thirty to four, you're just kind of talking to other manufacturers and kind of right. catching up because right. it's you know there's all the excitement's kind of kind of over with and it was hot as all get out. Oh my god, it was hot. Right. So, so how do they make that better? I mean, do they even care? Right. So like, you, yeah, you think that they? I would. got a survey today from them and I put that kind of stuff on the survey. I took the survey. Right. But why wouldn't they send that to brand owners and manufacturers as well? Hey, how can we make this a better experience for you? They don't want to. They don't want to open up the opportunity for me to start laying into them. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but so. the fact of the matter is, that they ask a lot. They do. They, you know, I'm not just saying just them, but I'm saying multi vendors as a whole. They sure. have to yeah. in order for it to be incentivized, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cost on there, and there's a lot of work on there, and so I understand all that, you know. Um, but like, I don't know, just the overall feedback to making things more efficient and, and more enjoyable for all parties, I think is what's kind of missing. Well, I think know? that the bigger question is, is, do people still enjoy them, right? So, so you know, uh, <coughs> if you are a cigar enthusiast and you just started smoking cigars and you're, you kind of walk into something like this, you're, you're just like, oh man, this is cool, man. It's like going to the World Series, right? right. It's just an opportunity to really kind of see a lot of different it people. It seemed like there were less people this year, but since they didn't do the line, everybody wasn't in there at one time. Yeah, so they kind of, they, they brought in VIP guys. Yeah, and they get the first wave. hour. Yeah, and, yeah. and so it's, um, you know, and, and again, I mean, you know, as, as my understanding, they sold over 500 tickets now. Yeah, the VIP sells out in like five minutes. Yeah, so who knows exactly, you know, people just buy the ticket, come by and pick up their bag later on, or do they even come? We'll do a Nika Sueño multi-vendor event here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just, just me and you. Just, so, you know, so... <coughs> well, uh, we'll have Skip in the corner. Yeah, so, you know, just give him some, some craft beer and he's good, you know, a couple cigars. It's uh, so, um, be a two-hour event. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, you attended one in, mm-hmm. in Memphis this weekend as well, mm-hmm. the uh, Tinderbox, what do they call it? The Lakeland? No, it's called the Tinder, Tinderbox Smokeout. Oh, Memphis Smoke. Memphis Smoke, yeah. yeah. With Lynn and Jeff. Okay, yeah. And and so what? Um, now you've been to some bigger, big ones and you've been to right. some smaller ones. So, I mean, this is, this is not as big. Yeah. So, I mean, it, they had a good turnout. Um, I think that one of the bigger factors there is the fact that Jeff and Lynn do look for feedback. Yeah. Right. They're like how you know, whatever they worked on the year prior, they tried making it better this mm-hmm. year, and it looks like that that's kind of their mindset, you know, moving forward. Like Jeff sat down with me at the end. He's like, you know, what'd you think? And then, you know, I gave him my suggestions for, you know, um, table layouts and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, this wasn't set up the way ideally the way that I thought it would be. Um, just because it was like kind of on the edge of the tent mm-hmm. and you have sunlight beaming in and like the customers aren't really covered by the overhang and you know stuff like that but um you know they work they work their asses off all day sure. sure yeah no it it, it, it it takes a lot to put on one of these events i mean mm-hmm. it's uh, the venues are bigger you got to bring in staff you got to get the product there's a lot of product you got to buy it and then you know you hope that you you know the food the booze and everything else um, so that it, it, it is a lot to manage. It is a lot. Um, there's a lot of chaos, and, and you know, anytime you host something, you're you're pulled, you know. So you're working on something, and so like, well, hey, what about this? Next thing, you know, directions. Yeah. So you're going over, and you're trying to put out a fire and something something else, and um, so that that is a challenge. Um, 
But again, I think, you know, as these multi-vendor events. So so in your event that you went to, how many principals were there? 20. Principals, like actual owners of the. Oh. Well, there was me. <laughs> I don't know. Probably, uh, I mean, what would you classify? Did they have to be an owner, or would you say national sales manager? I mean, because. No, I would say. Get, no, I, I mean, I, so. Because so, you, you got Wes from Crown Heads. Yeah. You had Casey from Tat. Okay. Uh, you had Paul from. Uh, Aganorsa. Yeah, from Aganorsa. Um, you know. That that was all, the majority of the big wings. Everything else, everybody else is pretty much reps. The sales reps, local yeah. territory reps. Yeah. So, you know, so the the one of the things that I think that you know, um, some of even though that's a that's a big deal, do some of the the people that that come out do they really even care about that? You know, right. so I mean, has it lost its luster? You know, so I don't I don't know, but uh, you know, there I don't was. Know. I think the people still like meeting the uh, sure. owners. I yeah, think it's yeah, important, right? Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you get a chance to really kind of connect a face to the brand, right. which is really important. And some of the guys that I met at the Memphis Smoke were, you know, amazing dudes, yeah. right? And I wouldn't have never met them if I didn't have that opportunity for the multi vendor. Sure. Well, I think I think multi vendor events. Well, I, th- I think all cigar shops in America, for the most part, are relatively the same, and 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 there's you know this camaraderie within the the cigar shop. You know, there's you know that. You can pretty much kind of peg, you know, everyone's, there's, you know, the, the guy that, that knows everything about cigars, but can't really afford to buy cigars. There's the guy that Yeah, same five guys in every yeah, shop. Yeah, the same five guys. And, and, you know, and then there's, you know, um, so you can kind of walk into any store across the United States and, and really kind of get into the conversation, the flow of things, because it's, it's generally, you know, the same topics of, you know, it's either ESPN, Fox News or CNN, rarely CNN. Right. But, uh, so that's that's you know, rarely seen it. Um, depending on what side of the the, the state you're on, right. but you know for the most part, again, these guys are really good guys, and I I'm fortunate to get to meet a lot of them in, in my travels, and um, you know they, they become close and they become advocates of brands and um, really help push the market in that area once you finally get them dialed into to your brand, you know. So even if this was just a, a Roma Craft event, you know. Um, you know we've had several here right so you know there's there's you know 20 30 guys that come in that are loyal to romacraft they smoke it you know every day it's part of their rotation right and then you got guys that you know yeah i tried it you know it's you know it's it's really not for me so you're trying to and then you got some guys that have never even heard of, of the brand but come in and they want to check it out right, right. so <clears throat> you know i kind of approach any kind of event so i'm i want to spend some time with the guys that are really really pushing the the on social media and talking about the brand you want to give them some time and then the guy who who is kind of on the fence you want to really kind of dial down and really kind of educate him as to why the cigars are different and what what maybe uh is more in his profile so you know if he's not smoking full-bodied cigars i would never want him to smoke a neanderthal right or you know crow magnet i would try to kind of get him into the intemperance stuff I um, hit him with the Neanderthal every time. So <laughs> the uh, I like something light. Yeah, here you go. So are you doing anything in the next thirty minutes? Here, smoke this. So the, here, uh, lay down. Yeah. Just lay down. And then you know, and then the, the the guys that come in that have no idea, you know, who Roma Craft is or what our brands are, you want to educate them and just kind of get them in, you know, kind of you know, let me just get you to try something that uh, to kind of open your eyes and see the light. So that's really you know, um, you know, when you get a. <clears throat> when you when you do an event and it's focused on your one brand, you know you get a, you get a captive audience. They come there, they want to see what you bring to the table and what your products are all about. And whenever you do a multi vendor event, it it's um, 
you know, it's so divided, you know, because, you know, the reality is if someone comes in, they probably have three or four hundred, five hundred dollars at the most they really want to spend. Right. And so, you know, when you come up to a table, it's like, yeah, I want to get a sampler. You know, I want to spend fifty dollars this table, fifty dollars that table. You know, I want to spread my money spread out, around a little you know, bit, yeah. a little bit, right? And, and try that's, as much product. Exactly. <clears throat> or, you know, who's who's got the, the most swag, right. you know. Who's, who's got getting, the ashtray. I want a backpack and a knife and, you know, <laughs> everything else. So, um, so, so you know, so you're really, you know, you're kind of handcuffed in that kind of situation because. Um, you, you don't know, have backpacks? I don't have backpacks. <laughs> if we did, we'd have two me backpacks and they would be about $600 a pop. <laughs> so no, no, no one box of cigars, whatever, you know, I couldn't give you a two me backpack. So, but, you know, so it, it's. If you it's, buy it's, 10 boxes. Yeah. So that that's kind of the. That's kind of the difference in, in some of the events. You know, again, you know, the guys that come in, they have a limited amount of money. They want to spread it around. So if you don't have something that's kind of in that, that price point, you're really kind of handcuffing the event. Right. So so what else is going on? Man, that, was a, that was a good one right it there. Was. That's 30 minutes that already. That was a good one. Um, well, I was going to say, what are we all smoking? For starters. We're all smoking the same thing, aren't we? No. Uh, well, we are. Oh. Me and you, because you stole that from me. Well, I, I grabbed I grabbed one of uh, what is it, Nick the monster, Nick the uh, Loch Ness, uh, Loch Nick, Nick, the Loch Nick, Nick monster. monster. Yeah, so I, whatever his event cigar is called, the Menelik. the yeah. Menelik. So yeah, that was actually Palmer's that you stole. Oh, right on. Oh, I'm, I'm, so it's kind of even out. Now you got the crap. I, I am sneaky, sneaky, <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, <laughs> like a ninja. So we're smoking uh, some craft, some 2018 craft. Haven't had this. Uh, I don't think I've had this since down in the factory. Oh, okay, so January. Yeah. That's a minute, yeah. You didn't smoke any when they came out? No. Okay. They're all gone. Wow. I watched them come in, I watched them go out. Yeah, things don't sit here long. Yeah, depending upon what it is, of course. They move fast. Uh, you know, where are you going next? So you said you're going to be Dallas? Yeah, so I go home, uh, fly home tonight, uh, change back, see the family, and then uh, take off to go do the Halloween event at Michael's of Euless, which is right there by the airport. They're a great, great store if you're ever in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Do you have Peacock. to wear a costume? Yeah, peacocks. Uh, they do do a Halloween event. Do you go a skip? You should go a skip. No, I, I usually uh, don't wear anything. So, so let me tell you what we did, Mr. No Fun at All, Mr. Costume. So um, we want, we're we doing this Halloween event coming up. The Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. By, this, by the time it's airs, it'll already have ended. But um, So our employee here, Garrett, is like, can we wear costumes? And we said, absolutely. So we got him a big fucking inflatable pumpkin costume mm. with a nice little hat. Yeah. How's he going to work? He'll be it's knocking that, shit down. That sounds like The ones you kind of blow up, it looks like a little <laughs> yeah. kind of Asian uh, sumo wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. You got the fan blowing and stuff in oh. it. So uh, we're really looking forward to that. It's going to be fantastic. What if someone smashes him? Uh, Well, you know, that's called assault. So... <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if you're Trump, you know he'll he'll pay for your fees if you go punch out. Uh, you know. But anyway, so that that should be fun. That'll be that'll be yeah. You know, um, so you got Peacocks and Michaels. Yeah, and then, then I go Tulsa. I go to Tulsa, do cigar box, and I go down to Oklahoma City and do a Muerta, and then um, I don't know, man, it's just nonstop, never ending. Right. So, I just, so how do you find the time to manage uh, quality time with your family? Right, because it's got to be tough. Obviously, still being a husband, still being. A parent. A yeah, father, no. So yeah. Uh, FaceTime is my friend. So I spend a lot of time. My daughter calls me uh, multiple times of the day. And um, so that that's always, you know, uh, fun. So, I mean, she, she just gabs, you know, get, 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 get. so I just, you know, so I spend time that way. Um, and I check in on my son. He's got his phone. So I'm kind of constantly texting him. And then 
you know, then obviously with Jamie, you know, we, we talked several times throughout the day. Right. So, you know, it, it is um, depending on how long I'm gone and where I'm going. And if it fits up with a, like a three or four day weekend, I usually fly them out with me and spend some time. Right. So, you know, keep them close. And, um, you know, it, it's uh, so from the trade show forward until kind of mid-December, it's, you're constantly in and out. And then, you know, the big deal is whenever you are home is being engaged, right? Right, because it's it's really easy to just say, "Hey, I'm home," but I don't really have time to do any of this stuff, or I don't right. really want, I don't feel like doing any of this stuff, I'm and you just, you're kind of checked out. So the uh, so when you are there, you really you know it's 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 being engaged, and spending time, and you know really trying to make it count, right? So that's 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 the big key. But again, you know. My kids are pretty spoiled. I mean, they've been pretty much everywhere. I mean, they've been to, you know, Disneyland, Disney World, San Diego, New York City, you know, I've been to Me- Mexico. So, I mean, these, these, these kids, you know, they've, they traveled more than most, right. you know, adults. So, Yeah, that's true. I mean, that is definitely one of the – it's a pro and a con, right? Because, like, I would have never gone to Memphis. I would have never gone to Nashville. Sure. You know, the couple times we've gone to New York. Yeah. Um, you know. Did I, you get some hot chicken while you were in Nashville? I did not get hot chicken. Okay, that's the thing. I was told to have thing. the barbecue sandwich. Man, come on. The pulled pork. And I like know. Pulled pork. Yeah, pulled, they probably pulled pork. They do pretty like, well. This is our number one thing. Was, was it like, super okay. saucy? Uh, it was a little saucy. It yeah, was, I'm not, got, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of disappointed. I was like, okay. you know, it wasn't. It wasn't there for me. I wasn't. Here's, here's like, the thing. Why are you trying to cover up the meat? You know what I'm saying? Like, like right. if you gotta put so much sauce on it, you know, like and there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Something, you know, right. I'm just saying. Otherwise, now, just, just give me sauce. Now, Martin's in Nashville. That's good. They got some really good barbecue. Okay. So, like, that's cool. You know, they're, I don't know. I guess it's kind of a trade-off, right? So, like, it sucks to be away, uh, but it's cool, if, especially if you can pull out the family every once in a while. Sure, right? yeah. And give them that experience. But, like, the other opportunities of you visiting these places and, and you know, Eating what's there, you know what's what. what yeah, what so, talk so that, that is that is a challenge. I would say that the the biggest thing that is is probably the most frustrating is to go to some really cool major markets and not have any time to like. For example, you go to D.C. It's like you know you go see the monuments, you want to go see the cemetery. Right. You go, like there's a lot to see and a lot to do, right? Yeah. And and you know the reality is um, because because of Romacraft's model, we don't necessarily saturate any one market. You know, mm-hmm. um, I would probably say Philadelphia and maybe Scottsdale because you know they're they're you know f- five miles apart, but that's a forty-five minute, you know, thirty-minute drive. Right. So people, you know, so you can kind of be a little bit uh, maybe Houston, but for the most part, we don't really saturate a, a bunch of of cigar shops. And so when I set up my event, for example, you know, if it's a long trip, and typically a long trip would be uh, Thursday through the next following Sunday, so it's you know eleven days on the road. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So, you know, like, for example, I'll fly into Newark, hit, you know, uh, New York City, Nat Sherman, Cigar Inn, whatever, and then kind of work my way down and then fly out of, of D.C. But I'm, I'm, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday doing events, visiting accounts. Sunday's kind of a down day. That's your one day to kind of go around, see something, maybe eat some different food. Right. And then, you know, Monday through Wednesday, you're kind of driving, you know, three or four hours to the next major market. Right. And then... You know, you spend, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday visiting accounts and, you know, just checking on people Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, you do the, the next following events and then you fly out on Sunday. So mm-hmm. that's whenever you walk in the door and you're just like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can 
right. you know, um, the kids psych, psych here, myself yeah. up. You know, they're they're coming running at you, right. and, and right. you you're, just you know you're, dead. you're about to yeah. fall over in right. the front, front doorstep. So so that's that's when you you know again you know the the fatherly side you know kicks in and go you know these kids you know um, this, it, that's my duty right right. Um, but whenever they do travel with me, it's like hey you know I know dad spends a lot of time on the road, but you know the suite that you guys are sitting in you know that's paying for this room right, right? so um you know because i use a lot of points to you know to you know right. rack up to to bring them around and I'm so i'm almost a goldman member of hilton there you getting go there. there you go um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now a shortcut to that is hilton has an american express card it's about 495 dollars and you just just pay the membership fee get the card you're automatically diamond right so that's one, so that's that's one of those uh shortcuts once you get the diamond membership with Hilton, then you do a status match with Hyatt because that's my favorite. I use Hyatt hotels, right? Um, but they're not as big as Hilton because Hilton's portfolio with, with DoubleTree and Hampton Inn, right? And, uh, you know, Hilton, Hilton Garden Inn, all that stuff is, is pretty vast. But once you get the diamond, then you can do the status match, and then you do the status match either with IHG and or with um, Marriott SPG, right. right? So, you know, I, I keep a status with all of them. I don't do IHG. Uh, I just I don't really I'm not a fan of their hotels, um, but I do I do the other ones. But uh, why didn't you tell me this before, man? <laughs> Motherfucker! I don't know because I had to put the work in myself. You gotta, yeah, wow. you, know, you gotta pay your dues, man. Right. You gotta pay your dues. This is information I could have used like two years ago. So so here's the, the reality is is that um, so because you have to maintain the status once you get it, mm. you you still have to spend you know forty sixty nights with each hotel. And as much as I'm doing, whenever you go into these markets, you're kind of forced to based on what's available. Right. Um, so I was kind of juggling these statuses, right? You know, four different brands, you know, 60 nights each, right? That's, you know, it, it adds up pretty quick. So I was like, you know, there's got to be a faster way or, or you know, to, to just maintain something just by paying it or get lifetime for it. So then that way I can kind of focus on the ones and twos, you know, the other two, two brands. So then that way I don't necessarily have to you know, break my neck to maintain status, right? Because once you get diamond or, you know, now Hyatt calls it globalist uh, or platinum with, you know, these other ones, like when you get downgraded for a short amount of time, it's like going to purgatory or something. It's just horrible. <laughs> right? yes. You would think that, you know, oh, I didn't get my like, cookie. Don't you know who I am? You know, yeah. it's like, well, you were, you, you know, were somebody, yeah, you sir, were somebody. Unfortunately, so, now, no. So you get the diamond member, but then you have to remain. So no, like, so that you just pay the, the, the credit card and fee in. and you're in. So, so $500 so, a year. And it doesn't, it doesn't go bad the next year. No. No, you, you pay, pay the $500 yeah, again. You pay the, the $500 fee for the son of a bitch. So, you know, so it, it, is, it is. I need my executive uh, access to yes. the to the, so the lounge. I mean, yeah, the lounge is really. You know, I don't, I could care less about the food. The food is really not. But it's right. really. I want I want twenty four seven access to the espresso machine. Right. Um, so that see, that's a big deal. See, so this is the problem with rolling with you and then not without rolling with yeah. you. You know what I mean? I'm like. So, so that's what I'm saying, though. I, I get to be in your shoes whenever I lose the status, right? Yeah. So then I just don't go to those hotels. I, and so, I feel your pain. So then no, what I they'll don't. do is they'll say, hey, we missed your business. Right. What can we do to earn it? And I'm right. like, well, I'm not coming back unless you do this. And so they'll usually say, okay, if you stay 20 nights within 60 days, then we'll get you back. So you get to use the, the upgraded status while you're in this uh, kind of game. Right. But, um, you know... Anyway, so it really works out. So now, uh, bitch, it's like a lot to keep track of. Like it is a, a lot. Big chart so, at home. You know, say, it is three nights at Hyatt, four it, nights. You know what's here. crazy? Well, it's all on your, uh, it's all on your phones. It's it's a little. It's easier than you think. But I will tell you this: that man, I've been pissed off with some double trees. I walk in, I'm like, hey, 
all right, I'm here. Can you get my cookie? And they're like, no, sorry, we don't have. We're all out of cookies. I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Where's my what? cookie? This, I like if you don't have your cookie, manager. you're just a regular Hilton, okay? <laughs> right, let's, exactly. just, let's just be honest. You're just a standard. Yeah. You know, it's like Motel Six. Come on. Right. Nothing wrong with that. If people have to stay in Motel 6, there's nothing wrong with that. So. <laughs> but we need our cookies, yeah. goddammit. I, I put in my fair share of staying in people's, uh, you know, on their on their sofas and, right. and, and crap hotels. So Well, thank God I'm not at that level. Yeah. I am. <laughs> Actually, he was sleeping in his car. He was waiting for the, the place to open up. He was snapped. He was napping in the car. So oh, they just gold, gold at La Quinta. So. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's nice. There, you know, again... If, if uh, La Quinta, some of the newer ones are actually fairly nice. You know, it's, it's the ones that are dated that you kind of have to worry about. But um, but for the most part, man, I just kind of, I streamlined it. I'm, I try to focus on Hyatt. Hyatt for the, you know, I, I get these suites that are just as big as your your, your shop here. It's, it's stupid. Right. I mean, I'm, it's just me. You know, the funny thing about it is, like, when I have my family and they're traveling around with me, like, I have to, like, beg, borrow, and deal to get a suite. Right. But if it's just me, they're like, oh, we upgraded you to the VIP Platinum, whatever, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> it's got a doorbell and a double door and it walks in. You're right. like, oh, man, this, this is, is awesome. This I can't nice. wait to sleep here yeah. for four hours yeah, to get back here for about five, exactly. five hours. And I'm yeah. so, so the whole suite is, like, unused, and I just go to my bedroom with the one bed, right, right. and just kind of right. use that one yeah, space. Turn on the TV for ten minutes and but, I'll you know, turn it off. But it's like some of them like have three or four bathrooms. You're like, what? This is ridiculous. But then when my kids are with me and I like I need the suites, like, oh, well, Mr. Rizal, we're overbooked tonight. I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> of course you are. Yeah, the, the the struggles. So the struggle is real. Yeah, but you know that's one of the things that. Uh, so anyway, so hey, Mike, let me tell you about the story, man. If you get the American Express Hilton card. You know, you just get diamond status right away. Now That's everybody knows. Now everybody knows. Everybody now knows. Son of a the bitch. secret is out. I'll be applying today. <laughs> it's it's well worth it. Um, you know, so you know, then you know, with the platinum card, you know, with the Centurion lounges in the airports, those are you know, their lounges are very, very nice. So, you know That's considered a platinum card too? That is a platinum card. Hmm. So two different cards, Platinum American Express and the and because oh. it goes to the Centurion Lounge. Right. The the other one is just for the for the Hiltons. So, again, you know, at the at, you know, I'm not trying to tell people to go out and get debt, but you know, it, it really kind of depends on like what your goals are. My goals are to have the you know the nicest hotels for the least amount of money. Yeah, well, the, well I, the fact of the matter is that when you travel, you know, and you have those kind of experiences, it makes life a little bit easier. Sure. Right. Yeah. You know. Well, you already. I mean, tra- traveling around. Airport to airport, hotel to hotel, because I don't just check into one hotel and stay there for a week. Like I literally change hotels every, every night, day. right? Yeah. So um, that that's moving around, and, and that's part of the frustration is because it's, it's it just it, it wears on you. You know, I mean, it, it's cool on one hand because you get to see a lot of different places, but on the other hand, it it's uh, you know lugging you know cigars and swag and you know everything else and and your luggage is you know it's it's just it's just cumbersome, right? So, but. Uh, but I, I enjoy it, and that's why, you know, Romacraft, you know, I get to go out and kind of preach, you know, what Romacraft's all about. And, I, you know, hopefully the... Uh, that should sound great. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like drilling on the wall next to us. Yes, part. pretty much. So the uh, so that's, that's kind of fun, and I like that. What else is going on? I like that. Yeah. Oh, I think we probably should have ended at that. Yeah, right? we can wrap it up. We're because 50 the fact minutes. that uh, apparently the, uh, the renovation is now at the wall that we're... Oh, uh, that we share. Oh, we got a... We got a, a lull to say goodbye. Right. Mm-hmm. Still here. Oh, we didn't talk fast enough. Yeah, so I guess let me say thank you for having me on again. Yeah, I, I appreciate oh, it. Every please. time I come through uh, this part of the, the world, I always make it a, a, an effort to stop by. 
And I appreciate you guys uh, turning the mics on and getting this done. Yeah, man. Love you, bud. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Yes, thank you, you very know. much. Always nice seeing you, Mike. All right. Take All care, right. guys. See you guys. Bye. This is the operator with a collect call from Emory Hill. To accept the charges, press 1. Now. All right, folks, that's it. Show's over. Thanks for listening. You can send in any of your questions or suggestions for guests to a Cigar Hustlers Podcast Facebook page. You can follow the show on Instagram at a Cigar Hustlers Podcast. You can follow Mikey at Cigar Hustler. You can follow me at FCC underscore Mike. Remember to please rate, review, and subscribe to whichever our providers you listen